Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, before the heavy winds arrive, something Mary Hours and I were talking about a little while ago, uh, and what you need to do when it comes to your landscape, what's left in the garden, I just want to remind you that you're now tuned in for, as you heard moments ago, the organic gardener, Doug Oster, DougOster.com. And we do want to get right to the phone. So if you have any gardening questions, call us at 866-391-1020. And you know how we always begin the show? It's a gift that just keeps giving, that $25 gift certificate from Sorgles. If you're the 10th caller at 412-922-1020. And the phones are lighting up, and Doug, it's not for you or me. It's for that gift certificate from Sorgles. People, people know what to do, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Don't don't blow leaves today. Uh, when the, when the winds get going, the neighbor will have your leaves. So so you don't have to rake leaves today. And I hate it when it blows like this. I you know as I often say, I live in an oak forest, and so uh, when you get high winds, like we're supposed to get later this afternoon, it's always a scary time. Um, this week's story that I wrote for the Green Voice is actually all about trees. Uh, the Green Voice is the newsletter for Pittsburgh Earth Day. That's what I'm writing for now. And the story is all about falling in love with trees and also how to plant them and, and also why they're so important to the environment. Today might be a nice day to talk about one of your trees. If you have a special tree, give us a call. It doesn't have to be a question. We can talk about your connection to trees. Uh, I used uh, a friend of mine had written something on her Facebook page about, you know, losing a tree, which she referred to as an old friend. And I know that feeling. I know that feeling of of having a tree in your landscape for decades, and then it declines and it goes and how sad it is. So we could talk a little bit about that today if anybody out there wants to talk about that. Uh, Boy, I got a lot done in the garden and there's still more to do. Uh, I spent a lot of time working on uh, moving plants uh, trees, uh, planting trees, uh, shrubs. Uh, I, you know, planted two flats of pansies. I found pansies out there on nursery, six bucks a piece. You know, there's still time to plant pansies. Those pansies can go all winter, uh, but definitely all the way through the end of December. And you know, but I always uh, plant flowering kale too. I like to plant those two together, the the pansies and the flowering kale, uh, because they both love cold weather. And uh, again, I, fa- I found a uh, really uh, interesting flowering kale out there called Glamour Red, and it has kind of like a shiny wax-like leaf. Where not, I've never seen anything like it before. So I'm putting some of those in, and um, some of the shrubs uh, that that I'm growing, they layer themselves, it's, it's called. So one is called Caria, and I'll probably talk about it uh, at length here sometime during the show. But it has these long arching branches that when the tip hits the ground, that's when it roots, and that's what layering is. And when it roots, you can separate it from the mother plant, and you'll have more. And from one plant that I put in oh, three four seasons ago, now I've got four or five, and I put two more out in another part of the garden. Uh, another one that does that, too, is, is called Bottle Brush Buckeye, uh, a, a pretty cool big shrub. It uh, produces these amazing white, looks like a bottle brush, flowers. I put more garlic in. <laughs> I still have garlic left, but I'm going to 
I'm going to uh, plant some. Uh, Jessica, uh, who used to co-host the show with me, she has a good article about uh, growing garlic in containers. And so I, I read that article, and I used that kind of as my template to try and get some more garlic in. I, I, you know, it, I could fill up all my beds with garlic, uh, but I, I want I to grow some other stuff out there in the real bed. So I'm, I'm going to try and figure out using her article is to plan. I've already planted a couple things uh, in containers. Later on, Mrs. Know It All and I will talk about identifying the bad bugs on house plants, and she'll tell us all how to deal with them. And if you've got a gardening question and you can't get through or you're too shy to call, just go to DougOster.com. I answer every question I get. And if you don't get an answer, that means I didn't get the question. Just resend it, and you're not bothering me. This is my job. And certainly Sundays after the show, that's what I do, uh, answering answering gardening questions. And if you are working on your leaves before the wind comes, don't send them to the landfill. You know, we can use our leaves to make compost. Uh, in my case, I have way too many leaves. You know, most of my leaves just go over the hill into into my woods. Uh, but I leave a bunch bunch of shredded leaves right by the compost pile. So every time something from the kitchen or something from the garden goes into the compost pile, then I put a layer of leaves on there. That's that brown and green ratio that we like, 50-50, and it makes good compost uh, and also keeps the pile uh, so it doesn't get all all the greens together. can kind of get nasty and doesn't have enough air in there. It's just good to have some carbon in there, too. All right, Rob, any callers yet? Yes, we do. Let's say hi oh, to uh, Pete in uh, Crafton. Hey, Pete, how you doing? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, Doug, uh, I, I planted five garlic cloves in a container uh, on my uh, balcony. <clears throat> now, I got, uh, oh, they're about six inches high, the uh, uh, green shoots coming out. Now, can I cut some of them off? and dice them up and put them in my scrambled eggs without hurting the growth of, of the garlic bulb? Definitely, but just do it sparingly. Now, um, this is even my garlic that was planted, what was it, October 16th, I think, in the garden, that has sprouted. And this is a common occurrence uh, with a slow start to winter. You don't want to take all those greens because the greens do give energy to the bulb, but in most cases what's going to happen is you'll get one sprouting uh, snip off some of those greens. You know, I like to eat them raw. That's like in the spring when they sprout. Yeah. I like to go right to the center and find that fat little bud. And then when I come back inside, of course, everybody knows. <laughs> they look at me like, oh, the garlic must be up. Uh, so, yeah, it's good good to go there. And then what will happen is when things get cool again, those greens will just kind of freeze and, the, and, and die back. And now we'll wait until spring until those come up. So, yeah, those those are gonna There's nothing like, like those fresh like, greens. Uh, yeah, about three quarters of the way down, or just halfway down, just just a little bit, just to brighten up my uh, breakfast. Yeah, I would say I'd take a whole. Like if you had two sprouts, I'd just take one of the whole sprouts all the way down. Or if you get, or if you eventually get that center, if it if it grows enough to get that fat center bud, just snip off the center one. You know, just pinch it with your fingernails, and then yeah, it will it will definitely spice up your. Your breakfast. Thanks for your call. Yeah, great call, Pete. Thank you. Let's go to uh, Mary in Weirton, West Virginia. Hi, Mary. Hi, good morning. Um, my friend gave me water iris this year, and I don't know how to winterize it. Mm. 
Neither do I. We're going to have to talk to Mrs. Know-it-all all about that. Are you going to be able to wait all the way till 7.45 when Mrs. Know-it-all comes on? I certainly will. Good. L- listen up, and, and we'll see what she says about water irises. Uh, that's something I'm not familiar with. That's why it's great to have Mrs. Know-it-all on. That'll be the first question I ask her. And don't let me forget, Rob. What was that? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Hey, listen, I, I do have to ask you a question. So you got all this abundance of uh, produce uh, left over, and this is one year you can't really be as generous because, you know, the news is saying we're going to be in a, a situation that could even get uh, more closely uh, monitors as far as possibly even more lockdown. So it's going to be a unique time through the holidays, and people are definitely going to be doing different things only with their immediate family or even in many cases by themselves for the holidays. So quick tips, ideas on how you can really get the most out of this harvest to kind of stretch through the winter, other than obviously canning. What can you do? Well, if it's not canning, it's either freezing or drying or, you know, it's like storing with with potatoes and stuff, you know, potatoes, onions, garlic, any root crop, carrots, stuff like that, we can store pretty well. And then, of course, there's lots of things that you can freeze. You could, you know, after you, in the case of like beans, blanch them, that sort of thing. But, yeah, that's an interesting point, Rob, because we are, you know, we're we're rethinking our holiday plans. We're not sure, you know, usually everyone comes here uh, and, you know, Feast of Seven Fishes, Rob, I know. We don't know what we're going to do. I know. Uh, it's Well, the thing that I remember the most about you and your lovely bride when I first met you, you used to invite people from the place you worked at and others who had nowhere to go just to come and have Thanksgiving dinner. That, yeah, that, that, I really loved doing that. And uh, every time I see a tweet from Craig Meyer from the Post-Gazette, I think of him coming, like his first year he was in Pittsburgh, and how his parents were so excited because he had a place to go. And you know, I guess this isn't a surprise, but it seemed to be a surprise for us. We were serving him all the things that he had had at home. Wow. You know, That's we thought that was some kind of uh, amazing. A little uh, omen, maybe. Uh, yeah, but it, doesn't everybody have potatoes and turkey? And, not with garlic know. in them, though, and not with gar- <laughs> and, stuffing. And, with yeah, I like to have a lot of garlic in that stuffing. Well, you know, today we're doing stuffing and side dishes, and I'm going to talk to Frank about that. That's always been one of your signatures. You love stuffing, right? Uh, stuffing is that that is everything for me i don't care about anything else related to to thanksgiving as far as food you know we do the stuffing in the bird i know you're not you know we you know i do it that day and it gets warm enough i know people don't like to do that but that's the only kind of stuffing for me is the old-fashioned in the bird and i i monitor it you know and i i (laughs) i give orders before people come over i'm like all right, we got this side stuffing. We had, it wasn't in the turkey. You serve that to them, but you, if if what is it? If this is for me. That's right. You know, they can have some of it, but for the leftovers, I want that real stuffing. I I love stuffing more than anything. And like you said, lots of garlic and some hot peppers in my stuffing. There you go. All right, let me take a break here. We'll come back in just a moment. But I do want to remind you, we've just celebrated our centennial, and the company Two Six, a global leader in engineered materials and optoelectric components, is 50 years old. Two Six is located on the very side where KDK Radio broadcast in the 1930s. So this weekend, they have opened up their doors to amateur radio operators. Learn more about this special event at kdkradio.com. All right, you know, when you're a, a kid, sometimes, Doug, you aren't happy with the name you were given your birth name. I mean, I liked mine, but my dad was named the same name, so I always thought, you know, he was the real Bob Pratt. So I kind of went by Rob or Robbie. But you know, one of the names that I always wanted to have, other than Doug, obviously, a cool name like Pete. I always like the name Pete. Just cool people are named Pete. And we've got another well, you one. Know, my, Go ahead. My first, my first name is 
my mother's maiden name. So it, the full is Douglas with two S's. And so. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and that's my son's uh, middle name. So we've kept that family name going. But when you have ASS at the end of your name, as a kid, you get a lot of uh, hassles. <laughs> yeah, enough about me, Doug. All right, here we go. Let's. Uh, I get it. Let's go to Pete. It never ends. Hey, Pete, how are you? Thanks for calling in. How are things in Tarentum? Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm just awaiting the calm before the storm. But uh, mm-hmm. at any rate, a couple things I wanted to uh, ask Doug about, and uh, one being you're out there more than I as far as, like, dealing with seeds and that type of thing. Do you see another shortage of seeds coming again for next year's growing season like we had last season? I'm only guessing, but I'm thinking, yes, I'm sure these companies have are, are ready for it. But, uh, you know, it's such a strange, strange year. And the only reason I'm saying that is because, you know, I've been complaining that people aren't planting bulbs. Well, one of my favorite bulb sources, Brent and Becky's Bulbs in Virginia, had to shut down for a couple of days because they were getting so many orders. I think the same thing is going to happen with seeds this year. If you're if you're looking for something interesting, if you're looking for something that you have grown year after year that you get from a certain seed company, I, I would order early. You know, uh, I, yeah. I still love I still love looking through the catalogs, but then I, I earmark the catalog and then I order online. So I, I think it would be a good idea to to plant or to order early, Pete. Yeah, another thing too. Uh, uh, somebody had mentioned to me about being a shortage of uh, canning jars. So yeah. just this last weekend, I was in one of the big box stores and just breezed through their canning jar section, and there was not one to be had. So you know it all the same thing, and um, some friends of mine in Ohio found some at a Target, but they have been hard to find. Yeah, Doug, he brings up a good point. You know, we're talking about people wanting to be able to stretch the garden this year. What happens? I mean, I know Janoski's has some, and there's, I'm sure many of our sponsors, but but what what happens if we start? And that's what I was kind of getting at earlier, but I never got to really finish my thought process because I wanted to get to these phone calls. But what happens if there's even a shortage when it comes to being able to preserve this stuff? And then you, you just can't throw this stuff out. So the food bank, a neighbor, or someone, so they can get the immediate impact from it. But the last thing we want to advise anyone to do, if you can't store it or save it, for goodness sakes, don't throw it out, right? Well, yeah, do it the best you can, but then after that, it goes to the compost pile. That will turn into something. That's smart. Uh, so, something good. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, always if you have extra produce that, that like a big winter squash or something like that that you don't think you can store, that you don't think it's going to last, uh, anything you have left, you know, donate to the, the, the food bank. <clears throat> Han Nursery has been do- donating their extra pumpkins which I thought was nice. I took a flat of, or a uh, uh, pallet of pumpkins over to the uh, North Hills Community Outreach, and uh, anything you can share is is great. Uh, and uh, okay, I'm getting a text from Mrs. No, no, most places don't order it back until spring. Canning jars, yeah, canning jars will be. She says she thinks will be back in early in the season. So again, that'd be the same thing. If you are a canner and you've you've gone through this where you can't find what you need again when they bring them in in the spring as mrs know-it-all says they're going to do you know get a case of jars early you know i've never seen you and her in the same room at the same time so maybe 
She's actually the puppeteer, and I think she's the one's pulling the strings. And huh, Doug, come on. It's, well, no, it's actually. Have you ever seen me and Batman in the same? No, room? I haven't. Or Santa there Claus. There you go. That, I like that analogy better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mrs. Know It All is the puppet master. No, no kidding. She knows it all. She does. That's why she's Mrs. Know It All. All right, stay with us, folks. Uh, Doug's coming back. Lots of folks wanting to talk to him. Rudy, Brad, we'll get to all of you. Ed was the winner of that gift certificate to Sorgles. We've got an incredible gift certificate to give away at Janoski's. We'll be doing that in just couple of minutes. Boris has some more news coming up for you locally. A lot of things happening in the world today, but the big story of that weather, we're expecting winds as high as 50 miles an hour through 7 o'clock tonight. Stay tuned to News Radio FM 100.1 and AM 1020 and the latest AccuWeather forecast and the trending story that is this very interesting and tricky weather that's going to be a part of uh, western Pennsylvania and most of the east coast throughout most of the day early evening. You know, Doug and I were just chatting. By the way, we'll take the 10th caller right now, and you can win a wonderful gift certificate to Janoski's, 412-922-1020. Doug and I were chatting off the air about this coronavirus and how we're all concerned about it. And I made a remark to him, as tough as it is, imagine living in the heart of London during World War II and how those people every day for five years were being bombed. I mean, the perseverance, just another example, as bad as this is, it could be worse. We're all hoping for better news Definitely. But man, people have fought through some much more difficult times, have they not, Doug? Yeah. And imagine, uh, uh, you know, I, I didn't realize this. I really love history, but I didn't realize it until I visited Holland that they were under Nazi occupation for five years. Of course, we all know about, you know, France and Paris being occupied. But yeah, it could be a lot worse. Uh, but boy, been a very strange year. Uh, well, you know, talking about ordering seeds and such. I just got a, a text from my friend, Bill Z. Uh, he just received tomato seeds from Park Seeds, uh, and his new favorite tomato, Chef's Choice Black. And he says, delicious. He got it online. So uh, people are already starting to order their seeds. All right, uh, 866-391-1020. We have a couple of lines available. So if you want to join us, uh, get on one of those lines right now. Let's go to Rudy in the North Hills. Hey, Rudy, how you doing? Good morning. Morning, guys. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, Doug, I have a couple questions for you regarding a uh, large uh, hanging basket, New Guinea impatient. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been. It had on a sunny area all, and it would bloom. Guys, beautiful, and it's dropped some of the leaves, but there's a lot of still green, nice green leaves, about halfway up the plant to the top of the plant. Will that uh, harden? Will that uh, uh, winter over if I keep it indoors in a sunny area? Uh, you know, you can give it a shot. Uh, of the t- types of impatience, you know, your, your standard bedding impatient would probably have a better chance at it. But there's nothing wrong with trying. I, I might mm-hmm. try, the, you know, keep your main plant, but maybe take a couple cuttings from it. And, and How, how far from down patient. from the top would you take a cutting? Um, you know, you just go down maybe – like what we call nodes, three nodes, but you know what? It, it where yeah. the, where the leaf where the leaf was, uh, yeah. remove, you know, uh-huh. just t- make that cut, take the flowers off the top. Uh, I just put them in a, a standard planting mix, uh, you know, or 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 vermiculite, something light and not too wet. Uh, okay. If you had it, you know, you you would dip that the bottom of that that plant into something called root tone to help it. Yeah, root. I had but, that. You know, with, with, with impatience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you might not need it. Uh, okay, I just got a text from Mrs. Know-It-All. She's telling me, no, it will get bugs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing. You're going to probably be dealing with the 
aphids whenever you bring in patients. And in fact, I just had a, a, a text the other day or yesterday from my friend Sue, uh, who has hibiscus plants, which also are very prone to uh, uh, to aphids. We're going to talk with Mrs. Noah a little later uh-huh. about the the the, uh, the the pests on house plants, but. I'm not disagreeing with Mrs. Know It All, but I'm just saying maybe as an experiment, just watch for bugs, though. Watch for for bugs. She's going to kill okay. me when she hey, comes Doug, on. Thank you well, again for the thirty nine forty five. How did that tomato work out for you? You know, as we were just talking about World War Two, uh, I this, sent you some tomato. of the seeds back, and I sent the uh, ancient pepper. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, I saw that. That's great. Um, the thirty nine forty five tomato those. was. Uh, but yeah, I, the plant was real sturdy, real sturdy, oh. with a real heavy stalk. And it uh, and it, the tomatoes were uh, nice size, real flavorful. Oh, but, great! Uh, I was surprised how sturdy the plant was. It didn't try to field out or uh, go anywhere else. It was oh, pretty nice. All right, yeah, thank you thir- for the, thank you thank you for the call. Go ahead, Doug. Finish your thought. The thirty nine forty five tomato was found on the battlefield of World War Two uh, uh, from a friend of a, of a friend. Uh, both have since passed away, and. You know, they're coming across a battlefield, and no one knows where. You know, the story got uh, got lost in the translation and found these tomatoes. They all feasted on this one guy, put some seeds in his pocket, and got them all the way back to the States, and every year since had, had grown the tomato. And I've, I've been giving away the seeds. I'll start giving away the seeds again in February. Uh, but if you just if you go to DougOster.com, you can see how to get them. You just send me a self-addressed stamped envelope, and I send you the seeds. And the idea is you grow them out. Save a couple seeds and send them back to me so we can keep this going. And it's just a, a, a fun project. So, listen, my son Robbie stopped yesterday, 12 feet apart. Uh, social, no, way, just got to hang out. How old is he now? Uh, 21, believe it or not. Jeez. So, anyway, I said, look, can you, you help your old man out and do the little trimming on some of these shrubs before the snow flies? So, I, you know, offered him a few bucks and we're chit-chatting and, you know, how you love your children. And I said, uh, he said, I got to go get some apples. And right away I said, oh, that's great. I said, and not knowing, okay, where he was going, I'm in Manaka. And he says to me almost as I say, you know, you you and your buddy should drive out to Janoski's. They're open until 7. He said, well, that's where I'm going. I said, you're kidding me. He said, Dad, we were going there. Remember, Sonny, when I was a baby. And I thought to myself, (laughs) how amazing and how proud Sonny would be that my son obviously was influenced by him so much when he was like 10 years old. A decade plus later, he remembered Sonny Janoski, and I and said, you, "Go ahead." You wouldn't, you wouldn't think that he would. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anybody wouldn't think. You know, you're just like, oh, you know, through osmosis and through those experiences, uh, he's connected to Janoski. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but that's and Sonny had that kind of impact on me. I mean, I mean, but here's a, a young child, and, and that's on, what, on me too, right? And that's what you know really amazed me was. Hey, Sonny really was larger than life to me. But anyway, so I give my son money. And you know me, tomatoes. I'm down to one tomato. And I said, so I give him 20 bucks. And he's got some money of his own. And that goes a long way. You can get, what, a peck of apples for 10 bucks. So I said, you know, pick me up some tomatoes. And you got to get me some pickles because I love pickles from Janoski's. You love tomatoes. I love pickles. Whatever. So he he texts me later. And I'm doing some work in the office. And he says, hey, the produce is on the porch. I go out there, Doug. You and him must have it out for me. I get a jar of pickles and two green peppers. And I, I said to myself, <laughs> now, did, did I not say tomatoes somewhere here? You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. You know, I believe it or not, I still have a few tomatoes left uh, that but, I picked picked green. 
and uh, I put them in a bag with an apple, which is my thing that I I've just been taught to do it that way. And that the, the they say the apple produces this ethylene gas, which makes them ripe. And I think they might ripen anyway, but that's just the way I was taught to do it. And uh, one of them is pretty cool. It's it's uh, it's a apple. It's like a yellow, and it's called I think apple yellow. And so I'm looking. It's kind of. Uh, Firm fleshed and uh, an interesting tomato. Well, but in closing, my point is, as we wait for some phone calls at 866-391-1020, and Denise is the winner of that uh, gift certificate uh, to Janoski's. The, the, the moral of the story is my son, very physically fit, conscious, my oldest son, daughter, but my two boys really have taken it to the next level. And here he is, a young man, and he juices, he gets lots of produce from Janoski's, and he is kind of retraining, rethinking, and making me remember how I was. But that's what these places do, our wonderful sponsors, even for the young people. It gets them thinking about eating healthy, and they're willing to take a little bit of a drive on a Saturday afternoon to go get some fresh produce. And I was pretty proud of him for doing that. How far is that from Manaka to About 30-minute drive. Yeah. So I I just said to myself, you know, good for him. But I must tell you, there's nothing like jarred pickles from Janoski's. I'll tell you, it's, oh, they're incredible. Every single crunch. We'll take a break. We're going to come back. Uh, we've got some people waiting to talk to Doug. Uh, short break. Don't forget, next hour, stuffing and side dishes with Frank Dentisi as Father Joe is enjoying the day off. Stay with us. All right, Doug Oster back on the Disc of the Two to Pittsburgh Newsline along with his very special guest. And it's that time again. Is it not, Doug? That's right. Time for our horticulturalist, uh, Mrs. Nodal. It's Denise Schreiber. And Denise, first, you can just give it to me about the New Guinea impatient. Okay. New Guineas are a really soft uh, stemmed plant, and they attract aphids like crazy indoors. Uh, you know, there's a special way for them to grow them, you know, from cuttings, but you kind of need the proper setting for it in a home usually isn't the way to do it because when he, if he gets them to grow, he's going to have to let them grow, fight off the aphids and then start all over again, you know, until spring again. So, and then, then how about the water iris? What should uh, she do with those? The water iris actually is pretty simple. Just cut the foliage down to about an inch or so right above the crown and leave it in the water. So it has to be, um, you know, below the surface at least a couple of inches and make sure it doesn't go below that, that it actually exposes the crown. It's simple. So we started, you started talking about aphids and impatience. Uh, let's talk about different uh, in, insect problems for houseplants. You know, you know, the first thing you should do when you bring in plants from the outside is put them in a separate room if you have other house plants in the house and segregate them and start checking to see if you've got any hitchhikers that came in for the winter. Um, I call that the, I call that the halfway house. That's that's a good description for it and monitor them and then as after about a week or so you can start moving them into your um, home with the rest of the house plants. So. Um, Aphids actually are soft-bodied creatures, and you'll see them con- uh, congregate usually on the uh, new growth. And they're all kind of colors. There's peach, there's green, there's black, there's tan. And so there are registered uh, insecticides, you know, and it can be organic. You know, you just have to make sure the plant you have is on that list to use 
that particular insecticide. Or if you really want to have some fun, just put on a pair of plastic gloves and squish them. Um, <laughs> That's fun? Uh, yeah, that is fun. I do that a lot. And then um, you may have thrips, especially if you have like a hibiscus. And so what I always tell people when you bring a hibiscus in is cut all the flowers off. People tell me, oh, they're blooming. I don't care. Cut the flowers off because that's where the insects are going to be, especially thrips. And what do they look one, like? Uh, well, they're very tiny, elongated insects. So one of the best ways to determine if you have them or not is actually to take the flower or the flower bud that's still twisted together and blow into them uh, gently and then tap them out on a piece of white paper and you'll actually see them moving if you have them. And it's a good idea to keep doing that throughout uh, you know, the winter because it doesn't mean they haven't you know, gotten in yet. You just haven't found them yet. Um, and there is no organic uh, control for them, which is why I tell people to at least take the flower beds off because that is kind of one of their favorite places. Or if you have a tropical leaf plant, uh, in you know, it hasn't unfurled yet, blow into that as well and try and see if you have them there. And then we got spider mites, because they're really not spiders anyhow, but that's what people think they are, so that's how they got their name. They mainly attack stressed-out plants, so a plant's going from very bright light outside to a darker house light, even with grow lights, that's still darker light. And, you know, it's warmer you know, any number of things, you forget to water them. So when you see webbing, real fine webbing, not like a, a regular spider, but very fine webbing, that means you have an infestation of spider mites. So one of the things you can do for that is simply, when you bring them in, take a couple, uh, you know, take some old rags, washcloths, whatever, and wipe down the leaves all the time. Like once a week, it keeps the dust off of them, helps them grow better. And there's a couple plants that they particularly like, and one shuffleera, and the other are the palms, especially the ones you get in dish gardens, and people always say they're notorious for getting them. So, in fact, I won't even bring them into a house. And then there's white flies, and mainly you'll see them when you're growing your seedlings, but you'll also see them on house plants, and you'll notice them when you go to water and you've disturbed them, and they'll flutter all over the place. And one really easy way is to get a little table fan and have them blow on your plants to kind of simulate outdoor conditions, and it helps prevent them from laying their eggs or at least cuts down the population on them. And Great information as always, Mrs. Know-it-all. There's Take a link on my Mrs. Know-it-all page to all the pictures. Thank you very much. Now, if you didn't get through today to ask, ask your question, go to DougOster.com. Just go to the contact uh, button there, and I'll answer your question today or tomorrow. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. Okay, I'm going to give you a little 30 seconds here just to promote oh, all, good. The, all the good people that promote us. Go ahead. Yeah, get out there. You know, uh, when Rob was talking about produce, most of our sponsors have have produce that is from the farm, you know, you got your sorghums, you got your Janoskis. That's good stuff, and uh, you, you can't get it any fresher than that. And if you're looking for garlic, I know Janoski still has what I think is the best-looking 
German white garlic I've ever seen, and you can use it for planting. And there's still time to plant lots of stuff. All right, Doug, have a great week. Ladies and gentlemen, stay with us. Frank Dentici and I getting ready for the Coons Cooking Hour.